Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. My name is Melissa and my co-host is Leslie. We decided we wanted to share our salon stories. We both have an interest in crime stories and a fascination with the psychic world. So settle in each week as we share another story with you. Who knows, you might even learn something. Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. And Leslie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Melissa? I'm awesome. My husband and I went on a big hike. We went to Lawrence Lake near Hood River. Have you ever been there? I have not even heard of it. Oh my gosh. Well, I hadn't either. But if you don't have the All Trails app, it's amazing. Mm, I do love that app. Yeah, it's great. Uh, But we looked it up and it was supposed to be a lightly traveled hike. So we go out and it took us like probably an hour and a half, well, hour and 15, hour and a half maybe to get out there, which by the way, I've never been to the Fruit Loop in Hood River. Have you oh, heard you of haven't? Oh, yes. No. no. Okay. Fruit Loop, by the way. So sounds- we hang out in Hood River quite often in the summertime because we would stay at one of the campgrounds that is like first come first serve. Yes. And it's right on Hood River. And I didn't even know that Hood River was an actual river that went down to the Columbia. <laughs> Well, so yes, I, I am I very familiar there. with the Fruit Loop. And if anybody here in Oregon has not heard of it, we highly suggest you go figure that out. Yeah. And I kind of thought that the Fruit Loop was like, because I'd looked at a map, somebody had given me like a brochure on it. And I was like, oh, you can ride your bike around the no. Fruit Loop. No, 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 no. It's, it's huge. It's and big. <laughs> yeah. So we went kind of through, I guess, through the Fruit Loop. And I'm like, oh, this would be fun to come back and do some other time. But we had, you know, our eyes set on this hike and crazy, crazy, crazy. So we get up there to the top of the hike and I stop because I see this woman in front of me. I'm like, Eric. And I kind of turn to him and he's like, hey, he works with her. Weird. Yes. That's funny. I mean, we're hour and a half away from home and we end up seeing one of his colleagues. Okay. Like- so that's my husband. He knows everybody from wherever we go. We could be at a rest stop in like Utah and he would know somebody. Really? He just knows everybody. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. And so today we're going to talk about urban myths. But I'm so excited. I have, a, I have a couple tidbits before we get started on this. Okay. Okay. As a mom of grown teenager adults slash whatever, I kind of want to stay hip. You know, I want to know what the what the new words are and a lingo. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the Karen? You haven't? Is this a new thing for you? Because okay. I even have a client named Karen and I even asked her, does this bother you? This she is... thinks it's funny. Okay. So she does not take I... it personally. She th- actually thought it was very funny. Okay. So yes, I just heard of this, Leslie. Okay. So let's back up. First of all, I'm, I know some Karens and I think, why, why are we calling this a Karen? Because mm. yeah. I where did the actual name came, come from? Was there an yeah. original person named Karen? Yeah, and for the listeners okay. who did not know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna <laughs> fill you in. Melissa, so, I kind of feel like you might be the only person that didn't know. Oh my god. It's okay, all well, over I, social media. Like, how did you not okay, know this? Yes. Okay. okay. So I knew probably a month ago when all those ladies that were like freaking out at the grocery stores because they had to wear a mask. Yeah. This is when I figured out like what a month ago. This is still going on every day. Well, I know, but this is okay. when I figured out what a Karen was. I was like, wait, what? What's a Karen? Like, I did you just not thought everybody it. was named Karen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I got it when they were like, you know, this is Karen or, you know, whatever, how they said okay. it. But, um, for our listeners who don't know, okay, maybe I'm the only one, whatever. 
Um, a Karen is someone, it's a woman, right? Yeah. And it's kind I mean, of a could it be a man that we just were like, whatever, it's just being, a, he's being a total Karen. That, that's true. Cause I was okay. going to say, why is it only women? No, I think it could well, be a man having a fit. Okay. Why do we not have a word or a term for a man, for a man that does this? Well, I mean, are there videos of men having a fit at the grocery store because they're not wearing yes. their mask and are there? The okay. Costco. I haven't seen them, but okay. The guy oh, there is a couple. Did you yeah, not see? You're right. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one, but you could tag me in it. Okay. So here's my thing with this. First of all, I kind of feel bad for all the Karens <laughs> in the world, but I do think it's funny too. Yeah. But this is when I first learned of this. And I want to ask you if you remember what we used to call these guys. Okay. So when my daughter came home from school, she's like, oh, fucking Chad. And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, that's what we call, you know, like really douchey guys or whatever. You know, they're just kind of nasty. Yeah. We call them fucking chads. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's the term. Okay. So I start throwing this around with her. She thinks it's funny. She thinks I'm funny. You know, whatever. Uh, I think I'm cool <laughs> at this point. But <laughs> do you remember what we used to call guys like that? That just tried a little too hard and all that. Um, I don't Come know. On. Refresh my brain. You say, I don't know. I think it's equal to he's Swayze. Okay. I never said that. I never even heard it, but I can totally get what you're saying. Like a, okay. like a grease you... ball. Like a, I think of, you know, those dudes in the, um, ew, those icky guys, um, Oh gosh, the TV show and um, you know the guy had the spiked hair and the other guy had it was like pushed back and um, oh my god, Lenny and Squiggy? No, no, it's way <laughs> newer than that. They lived no. in a big house together and they were like the they were they worked out. They went to the laundry and tanning. Whatever. Are you it was. talking about the Jersey Shore? Yes, okay. that's what I think of like Swayze guy. Sorry, I could not think of that. Those are called Guidos. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I would think of a- it like kind of like a greaser gross guy i think that was the term before fucking Chad. a swayze i don't know if i've ever used that one okay, but so the swayze came from patrick swayze yeah no i i got that oh okay you got that okay. <laughs> well yeah. I, I never heard of it before but i totally knew what you were saying when you said that because okay okay yeah. well i i'm feeling a little let down because you had never heard of that before but i'm sorry I think that, that whole thing is just the new version of that and I kind of feel bad for all the chads in the world. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have, I've known a couple chads and they weren't like that. Remember like a Drew Barrymore, Drew, uh, Drew Barrymore. And there was a movie in the Chad lived on the boat. No, but I, and she would I refer to him as the Chad. I think they dated or married or something. Um, oh yeah. Name? She married him. Yeah. And so in the movie he was referred to as the Chad and she uh, would be like the Chad. You don't remember oh. that? Okay. So that's probably where that came from. I don't know. He's kind of a weirdo. Huh. Okay. Well, okay. Fine. Whatever made me feel real old. Um, Okay. So we are going to talk about urban myths, but I also want to do a prelude because do not let me forget. I want to talk about my reading with Alice Moon. Pretty crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How is it that I have all these really cool friends that can do these really cool things all around me? And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I don't, I want to do that. She's really good. I just don't think you're, you're, you're putting your efforts towards it. Uh, Probably not. I'm too, right now you're putting your efforts towards a podcast. 
you know, and the cool thing with her is um, she doesn't know you. She And I did not tell her anything about you. Only she knew was what we had talked. You were on the radio with me. Like, that's all she knew. She didn't know anything else. But you thought I told her and I did not. Okay, so should we her. talk about this now then? I mean, we could. It's okay. up to you. Let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. So for our listeners, we yes. had Alice Moon on last episode and um, she- Episode 21. Episode 21. There you go, girl. Yep. Um, and she's a medical intuitive. She's really just kind of getting started in the last five years. And she really is unsure of her talents and kind of how she's, I guess, maybe channeling them maybe a little bit or how confident she is in them, right? Well, so after well, listening- the funny thing is she knows, but she, she has, she doubts herself still, but okay. like, but when she talks to you, like she knows exactly what she's talking about. So I don't know where that doubt actually comes from, but, um, but we're going to change that for her. Well, good, good. Yes. Well, so after listening to episode 21, I was like, okay, you know what? I need to be getting some, some gut health here. Right. So I sent you a message. So she didn't even hear directly from me. And I just said, look, these are my issues. This is what's going on. You know, what does she see? So she sent me back a full on message. This is the craziest shit I have ever heard. First of all, she says, (laughs) did you see this email? Did she send you a copy of it? Or have you not seen it? Okay. I haven't seen it. The thing was, she, even after you had gotten it and you were like, have you said something to me to, you know, about you? And I said, um, how, how did that? No, you asked that. And then she goes, is this the same Melissa from the podcast? She didn't even know who you were. You're kidding. That's what was even weirder. She didn't put the two together. She just knew it was some Melissa that I sent her the message for. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's go. It blew my hair back because first of all, she says right ear pain and then she puts candida related. Well, I don't really didn't know what candida is. I do now. Okay. People, it's kind of like yeast in your stomach, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I have what I have been diagnosed a couple different times as different things, but first it was Meniere's and most people have heard of that. So I tend to call it that. Um, then the second doctor I saw called it endolymphatic high drops. Cause he said, you don't have the hearing loss. And then the one I'm going to now, he calls it vestibular migraines, whatever. Here's the deal. It's in my right ear and it causes dizziness slash vertigo symptoms. Okay. I've had this for probably 10 years. I'm on a low sodium diet. Sometimes it gets worse when my ear gets kind of inflamed and swollen, but she basically says this is from candida, which is all in your gut. Okay. So then she says, um, you feel, oh wait, I should have even started because, oh my gosh. Okay. You text me the following morning and you said she, her head hurt last night. She's going to bed, something about a migraine. And I said, no, I haven't had a migraine in a while, but I do get migraines. Okay. Leslie, what? Six hours later, I get a migraine. (laughs) Yeah. I am on the sofa, face up, out to the world. Well, it sent her to bed. She said her head was hurting so bad she had to go to bed. Yeah. This this poor woman. I mean, this sounds actually kind of horrible to be getting people, other people's illnesses. So now she sends me the email, okay? Right ear pain. Okay. Yeah, I do have that. 
feels cold a lot, low thyroid related. Okay. I've never heard low thyroid. I have been tested before, never been told that I have low thyroid, but then she says, um, overweight and not, not where you want to be. I'm like, absolutely. Yes, that is absolutely true. And weight has been harder and harder for me to keep off. Even despite the fact that I exercise typically five to six times a week. So I'm like, what's going on? Well, she says low thyroid. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to see about getting that tested. She says you get or used to get horrible migraines that would knock you out and put you to bed. Yes. I look back. I've had six already this year. (laughs) Oh, you actually track them. I do track them. I write them down. I only had two in 2019. Wow. And then she says, still get headaches, active, you played sports or still do, food sensitivities or allergies. Have you been tested? No, I've never been tested. She says, high estrogen inhibits thyroid function and leads to magnesium deficiency. Magnesium deficiency leads to temper, headaches, migraines, and cramps. Okay. Another thing you need to know is 18 years ago, I was put on a magnesium supplement, a slow release for my migraines. And it has really, really helped my migraines. So I have been on this magnesium for 18 years. Wow. Yeah. So then she says, are you thinning on top, but have lots of hair? (laughs) Like, well, I do have lots of hair, but I don't know that I'm thinning. (laughs) So now I'm all looking in the mirror, like I'm going to have to ask my hairdresser or you, can you check my hair? Am I thinning? I don't know. Um, Then gut issues, not digesting food well. This causes a lot of problems in the body. Holes in the stomach leads to low thyroid and autoimmune, Hashimoto's disease. Isn't that what you have? Yes. Okay. She thinks a lot of things stem from the gut. Like if those things, then everything kind of shoots off from there. So it doesn't necessarily, like, so if your gut was like in full, like healthy and you didn't have those issues, you probably wouldn't then have low thyroid and other things. Like when they check my thyroid, they're only checking for those one particular number. And that's the number they're medicating me for. Yeah. When there's like this whole other issue that she's like, they're not treating the whole picture. They're only treating that like one number. Wow. Yeah. And so I think when it comes to like psychics and stuff, I think what she does is what most people are fearful for, for, right? They don't want to know that they're dying. They don't want to know that they're sick. They don't want to worry about their family. And so I think a lot of people are going to hesitate coming to her because it is so scary. Well, and it doesn't mean that she's absolute on all these things. Like it doesn't, but it doesn't mean that like, what if you had something that she could help you with before you became really sick or before, you know, she's trying to stop those things from happening. Um, but I do think her line of work is going to be a lot harder than somebody like Suzanne Jockis because she does, they don't see the same things. And it's scary. I think most people, I think out of fear, don't go to place people like her or in general to psychics because of they're worried about knowing what the future holds for them. Well, I, I don't see it as being scary. Quite, I don't think so I, either. I see it as being a place to start. So yeah. I'm certainly going to get my thyroid tested and she, yeah. and I have had it tested, but she says, find a great naturopath doc to test your thyroid. I know you've been tested before, but it comes back in range. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Cause I have been tested before and she comes back in range. She didn't know that. 
She yeah. just knows that, mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah. So she says testing the blood is not the most accurate way to test the thyroid. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Well, and crazy. then she told you something about your son and then you're like, oh, she probably told you. Yeah. Okay. For, for Next yeah. thing was raised fingernails. You know me. You <laughs> yeah, know my nails. Yes. I mean, that's a weird thing to pull out and like yeah. be right about. So yeah, there's a, there's a, some other stuff in here, but really it was about getting my gut and my brain in back in a healthy way. So I immediately went to Whole Foods and got a bunch of probiotic stuff that some of it tastes bad. Some of it's okay. But I, and I'm looking for a naturopath. I'm doing my research and I've already put in some bad or some bad, some, um, emails out to people. So I'm getting that under control. But then she says, your son, oh my gosh. First of all, I think I've said this before, but my son is ADD and he, we also found out when he was a sophomore in high school that he was dyslexic. He's a very high functioning dyslexic and he really struggles with um, writing and words and pronouncing words. And we had no clue because he really compensates really, really well because he is smart. But she says, your son, he has a hard time focusing. You have a hard time with him. He can be rude. He sounds like a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she says, your son is smart, but not a great student. You try to help, but maybe it seems like helicoptering. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. So many times I'm like, okay, I cannot, I can't continue to help him. I'm not always going to be there. So I really struggle with, you know, that balance between gentle reminders, you know, and yeah. not. Then she says, high functioning dyslexic, slow processor, emotional sensitive. He's probably an empath. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, High high functioning dyslexics are very smart, but their strength is not in the classroom. Absolutely 100% what we figured out about him. Yeah. He needs a tutor that understands him. We've gotten him tutors. He's had great tutors. Um, so that was like right on. We know that when he needs, when he has to do writing projects and stuff, he does need a tutor. Yeah. Um, but oh my gosh, that blew my hair back. Cause there's no way she could have known any of that. And that she nailed dyslexia and the fact that he has hard time focusing and yeah. And he does have a little real quick anger button mm-hmm. that all of a sudden he'll just explode. So yeah, this whole email from her, I just was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And and then I did say to her, I was like, wait, did you talk to Leslie? Did you? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I know. She's good. <sighs> yes. She She's is. great. She really has a talent that I'm super envious of, but that's okay. Just like I've done for other people in the past, I am more than happy to help her, you know, get, yes. get better and uh, share her with my friends and you're, you're promote her. I I am. I like yeah. to know people and connect the people together when they need it. Yes. yes I love that about you. Aww. Well, so here's our main event then. Yes. Urban myths that are yes. actually true. Yes. Okay. And I was going to try to go with conspiracy theories, but yeah. they get so deep and kind of crazy that I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. So I did um, research some also urban myths and, um, Let's just go through, because I'm sure we both have about the same ones. Maybe not, though. Okay. I'm really curious what you came up with. 
so here's the deal. I did go down some rabbit holes and there's a whole bunch. And I was like, I've never heard of this urban myth. So I tried to yeah. stick with things that either were, um, well, I have one on here that happened in Portland. So I'm going to talk about that one, but ones that I kind of had heard of, yeah. um, things that not, you know, the, the crazy stuff that I'd really never heard of. I didn't even bother, but okay. So this is from mentalfloss.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, rats in the toilet coming up and biting you. <laughs> I saw that one too on on your uh, mental floss. Okay, yeah. In nineteen, said it really happens. It really happens. Yeah. In nineteen ninety nine, a rodent bit the bottom of a woman. Ew. And this is so common that apparently in Seattle, they did a the public officials have given advice on what to do if you see a rat in your toilet. And guess what the advice is? Flush it. Close the lid and flush it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like, actually coming up from the sewers. Yes. It's- because they said the sewer pipes are three inches in diameter. And so they can actually climb up because they like the smell of sewer and the smell and everything. Ew. So they can actually climb up those pipes. But apparently there's another urban myth that alligators do this are in like New York city. And they said, no, that can't be true. Um, because alligators get too big and no. Like baby alligators. Yeah. They wouldn't fit up there. Well, my aunt lived Um, in Louisiana and her kids would go and collect little tiny ones, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how this is possible because how are there not big ones with little ones, but they would put them in the bathtub when my, when my aunt would come home from work and she'd freak out and she'd make them put them back outside. But I'm like, wherever those little ones got to be a mom somewhere. That's scary. Yeah. Maybe the moms kind of like fish. They don't just swim around with the mom. I don't know. I don't know. Those are things that I just, I'm so happy we don't have here. Okay. This one I'd never heard of, but I put it in here because it actually happened in Portland. Um, well, I guess the legend of it kind of happened in Portland. Have you heard of the game or the legend of poly bias? So I had that in my list too. I had that written down. So tell me the story. Okay. I thought that was really weird too. Yeah. So it's a vintage video game. That's one of those video games coin operated. And remember we used to have to like go places to play video games. It wasn't like right. it's an arcade. Yeah. Yes. An arcade. So and this is from the eighties, right? Like yeah, mid eighties. Yep. Okay. I was going to say, so in 1980 in Portland, there was a boy who um, came in and did like a 24 hour game marathon thing. And the, the myth was that this game had a strange effect on players. Well, apparently this boy, some of this stems from the fact that this boy did this all night game marathon and he, that says that the game prompt prompted feelings of disorientation, amnesia, game addiction, and even suicide. But the legend, the truth of the legend was that a 12 year old boy named Brian Moreau had become sickened during a 28 hour hour marathon video game contest in 1981 in Portland. They now say he apparently drank too much soda during the marathon. (laughs) Okay. You know what? I used to do all night skating at Oaks Park. It was like 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. I would get sick in those just be from being up too much. So being up 28 hours, you were going to be sick anyway. Yes. 
I totally agree with you. Like my stomach does not. And he was like 11, right? He was young. 12. Yeah. He was 12. Yeah. And so here's the deal though. I guess in truth, this is kind of how this urban myth comes together is that also a few days later, FBI raided a Portland area arcade and seized these cabinets or these games, which they call them cabinets because they were in these big cabinets. Mm -hmm. So these two events got put into this sort of weird urban myth that this game was controlling people and that the FBI was behind it. And because they were- in that article, it mentions that these men in black would come and get yes. something out of the machines. Yes. And then, yes. like you said, they were raided, but they were also a home where people would do illegal gambling. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. They were gambling. That's why the FBI had raided that. Yes. That arcade. But they took those machines too, I've heard. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the two things kind of got conflated together, I guess, into this urban myth. Um, But parts of it are true. It just doesn't seem like the whole myth is really true. Now, then there's things that like some people like, did that game actually really exist? Do people actually remember that game? I've never heard of it. I hadn't either, but like there were, when I was going through some of the threads, some people actually remember it and some people have no idea what we're talking about. So it didn't sound like if there was, if this was a true game, there wasn't much of it. Well, and maybe it was a game. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's kind of a big thing that it happened in 1981 in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like we were around 12 years old, I think. Yeah. I mean, we probably knew this kid. Maybe. I mean, he's probably already. I I don't think I know Brian Moreau. I don't know. I lived out. I lived out in the boonies. Yeah, I we don't didn't know get to the Portland. big city much. <laughs> there were lots of arcades, though. I yeah. mean, that's what I mean. There's still a few out there. Yeah. Okay, so here's another one that I I will tell you. I didn't know this was an urban myth, but um, I'm a little freaked out about elevators. How about you? Um, no, they don't bother me. They don't bother you at all. Mm, no. Not, Not really. even when they do that jumping thing, like when they're coming to a stop and they go dunk, 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 dunk. Well, I think it's kind of exciting and Ooh. I don't say I love it, but it doesn't, I don't think it bothers me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, apparently there's an urban myth that, um, or I'm not sure it's really a myth because that you can be decapitated in an elevator. Well, this is actually <laughs> true. What? Now yeah. I'm not going to like elevators. Tell me the story. Okay, August 2003, in Houston, Texas, a 35-year-old surgical resident got stuck between the doors of a cable-propelled, I think that's important, cable, I don't know why, but cable-propelled elevator. So just check the elevator before you get on. Yeah, he was decapitated while his colleague watched the elevator ascend. So what had happened is she got in the elevator and he was trying to catch the elevator as the doors closed and he got stuck in between the two doors. And apparently there's a set of contacts on the door. So in, if those aren't touching, yeah. the door should not move. Right. And in fact, the door should open back up and then the, the elevator won't go up and down. Well, the elevator had been out of order for the like previous four days before this. And they actually found afterwards that there was faulty wiring. Somebody had plugged like two items into one, into one, um, circuit or whatever. 
So those things weren't working. So he got stuck in the door. The door shut on him. Then it took off and it popped the head off. The head went into the car. The body fell. The woman had to ride to the ninth floor with the head, the severed head. Would you be like, did that really just happen? Oh my gosh. I would be traumatized. I I couldn't ride that elevator ever again. That is so sad. Yeah. Horrible, 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 horrible. Did it hurt? Like, did it happen so quick that he didn't know? And then it was like, Okay, so this is the question because there's a lot of urban myths that say that if you get decapitated or like um, what are those gauntlets where they cut your neck, what is the, mm-hmm. what are those called? A gu- guillotine. Yeah, guillotine. That you can actually survive to like 15 seconds after your head comes off. Kind of like Mike the chicken. I was just going to say, unless you're a chicken, we can just feed you down the hole. <laughs> Apparently, this happened a long, long time ago. When somebody, um, there's a myth that, um, I think it was a woman, like, gosh, one of the Queens or something. Anyways, she, they hit her head and with a guillotine, but left part of her jaw and her eyes like blinked. That would be terrifying. Yeah. Right. I think that's just a really archaic way to kill somebody, but whatever. Terrible. Um, so here's another one though. January yeah. 6th, 1995 in the Bronx in an office building, James Chenault was helping a fellow passenger out of an elevator car. It stopped slightly above the second floor and her foot got trapped. His back was holding the door open, which by the way, I do that all the time, especially people with, with, uh, strollers and stuff to help them in. Yeah. Yeah. The car lurched upward And again, his body went to the bottom of the shaft and the head stayed in the car with another passenger. 19, what? What year was this? 1995. Oh my God. Yes. This is modern day things, people. This is modern elevators. This is a legitimate fear of mine is a free fall. Yeah. Free falling is one thing, but getting your head chopped off by an elevator is a totally different thing. Totally agree with you. And by the way, I will not be sticking my body in between the elevator anymore. I kind of have always. I'm not going to put my hand out. Like I'm not, you're either in or not. It's up to you if you're going to get in this elevator. (laughs) You're either in or you're not. (laughs) Although a lot of times, like we will just take the stairs. Well, yeah, but sometimes that's not possible or the rest of the group doesn't want it or, you know, whatever, but I mean, I've been known to get on an elevator. I've been known to stick my body in between the elevator and the doors, you know. Yeah. Have you seen the ones where like the dog went in the elevator and he's got the leash or or he's in it and the dog's out? You've seen those videos, right? Where the dog's like hanging. No. Because the leash is like inside. Like, yeah, I've seen there's you can find that on YouTube. It's really sad. Oh, God. That's terrible when it's like a puppy and it's like sitting there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's horrible terrible okay so this one i actually think i had heard of this and i don't really think it's an urban legend that's actually true but maybe i don't know some of these i thought was a stretch i just thought they were really funny stories still like creepy so i'm telling them anyways but now have you heard of a woman a woman 
or someone living in somebody's cupboards? Yes. You like at night? Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah. So 2008 in Tokyo, a homeless <laughs> woman. Now, had you heard of this before you researched this? Yes. I've seen a video, but you know, I just don't know if they're real or not. Where like the lady comes out of the cabinet. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 2008 in Tokyo, a homeless woman lived in a man's house in his closet for one year. Yeah. Well, did he put, was he the one that put the video that showed her coming out and yes. everything? Yes. So he, because she's like drinking, eating his food yeah. and drinking. And so he started missing food and he started like, you know, realizing that like things weren't around anymore. And he was like, I swear we had food here and whatever. Well, she, so he set up cameras and he actually saw her like walking around his apartment at night and he took, she it. drank from his milk container. Yes. That is gross. Yeah. So he took it to the police and he was like, this night burglar is coming into my apartment. So the police came and they started investigating. No, no, sir. She was living in your <laughs> closet for one yeah. year. And she apparently had been taking showers while he was away at work. And the comment was, <laughs> the comment was, well, she was actually very nice and tidy. Oh. <laughs> Because he never knew she was there, yes. really. Yeah. Ugh. And she was like, okay. Yeah. She, That's just gross. Yeah. And she was kind of like, well, you know, I had nowhere to live. And so I was just going to do that for a little while. And then, <laughs> like, what? Like, she crawled, like, out of, like, above his, like, I don't know if it was, like, his um, pantry or something. Like, well, there was a yeah, cabinet heard, above it. I, I was not She'd really climb out at that. night. Because I heard cover. Have you seen the video? No. There's video. Okay, I'll find it. I'm going to say, oh yeah, you see the video of her climbing out. Oh my gosh, stop it. Okay. Do you know the legend of Candyman? Okay. No, I'd never heard of that when I passed over it because I was like, I don't even know what this one is. Okay. So this is really scary. And I don't know what the, the, you know, the whole story of the Candyman, but yeah. um, supposedly like, I think it could be one of those things. Like when you look in the mirror and you're like, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. And like this person, it's kind of like Bloody Mary. Yes. But, <laughs> and then, you know, you have to be in fear of this Candyman. But in 1987 in Chicago, this lady, lady named Ruth McCoy was freaking out because there was something in her house. When then she called 911. And she insisted that she's being attacked in her apartment. When they get there, they found she was dead um, from a, gun a gunshot wound. And the person who attacked her had came through her medicine cabinet. Oh, yes. And so so what happened is those apartment complexes, those medicine cabinets are medicine cabinet to medicine cabinet yep. in each of the bathrooms. So if you remove them, you see the back of the other one. So you can climb through. Yes. And that's how he had gained access to her apartment. So, which by the way, reminds me of a story from a long time ago where um, a girl had gotten attacked in her apartment and it was because the crawl space in her apartment or her condo or whatever it was, because underneath their building, there was no, it wasn't segmented or whatever. Ooh. So somebody could crawl through theirs, go underneath the house and go up through the other. And that's how they were getting access to these different apartments. So when my friend Amber bought her condo, she has this like thing in her, in her attic. And I'm like, you need to go check that. You need to lock that because I bet you anything it's open all the way through. 
You're and somebody can out, access you realize. Oh, I think she put a lock on it, but because I think that really happens because those were apartment complexes and they needed to have common access because they were saying in that Candyman story was they did that on purpose so that um, they could if the, the, or the, the yeah, for the plumbing reasons, right? So everything's in that wall. Well, all you, all you have to do is take out the medicine cabinet and you have access to everything. So kind of the same thing. If there's a leak in the basement, you have this common area that they all go to, but people were able to break into other people's apartments because of those crawl spaces. Okay. So here's my other thing. What is this Candyman, yeah. Candyman, Candyman thing? Like I've never heard of that. That okay, it is established that a that the lynch mob chanted Candyman five times before he died, explaining why he would appear on that count. The elements of summoning summoning the specter by chanting his name repeatedly in front of a mirror can be traced back to the urban legend Bloody Mary. Huh. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know what that actually means. But anyway, um, he came through her medicine cabinet. That's pretty freaky. That is totally freaky. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, so um, have you yeah. heard of Oregon? Or, or, sorry, <laughs> Oregon. I have heard of Oregon. Yeah, yes, I live there. Okay, how's I that? am, yes. <laughs> no, of Oregon thieves, like stealing people's kidneys and all that? Oregon. Oregon. Um, I've heard of the urban legends, but I don't know much about that other than people would wake up in the bathtub with ice and a note that says you need to get to a hospital because you're yes. going to okay. die. Yeah. So first of all, I didn't know that was an urban legend. I thought that actually happened, <laughs> but I'm not going to say that I thought they were alive after waking up, but I remember this whole like, Ooh, be careful kind of a thing, you know, this is happening. So I don't know that I necessarily knew it was pretty fake but it turned and I think out- it was also like a fear of like you don't go and drink have drinks with somebody because they could drug I think you. it was more of a fear thing right because they didn't want you to do that and because you might wake up unknowingly with your kidney gone exactly whatever in yeah. a in a bathtub yes I, I don't know exactly where I remember this from but I do remember it and I don't know that I knew if I knew that it was real or fake or um, that people would still be alive because you could live with one kidney, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So this, this is based in truth. Um, not to say that the way we know it with the bathtub and everything is true, but get this in 1989, a Turkish man, Mr. Cock, uh, who had come, who had been brought to Britain to sell a kidney comes in to a, like a hospital and says that somebody had brought him to Britain for a job. And when he got there, they were going to do some blood tests for the job, right? Do a medical check. And he, he went to what he thought was a hospital, but it was actually, he said, seemed like a hotel And he was given this injection to pull blood, to do his test. And when he came to, he was told that his appendix had been taken out. Okay. First of all, I'm not sure how effective a new appendix is for somebody. Yeah. You don't even need one, I don't think. Exactly. But three days later, he was told that his kidney had been removed and put into another patient and that he would receive a lot of money. Hmm. But now get this. 
By the end of that year, because this was like in January of 1989, by by December, it was uncovered that he had concocted this entire story and that actually he had posted an ad in a Turkish newspaper offering to sell one of his kidneys. What? Yes. So it never really happened or did it happen? It, 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 It apparently did happen, but he actually was the man that offered it. So apparently it was these brothers and they did somehow get somebody to harvest his kidney. But then he went to the police and was like, these people harvested my kidney and blah, 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 blah. But he had really offered it up. Why would he do that? I don't know. Crazy. That's like that family who, you know, made that like balloon um, thing that looked like a UFO. And then they're like, oh, my God, my son's oh, missing. Yes. And they thought he was in it or they said. And then they did the interview and the boy's like, I was hiding like you told me to or whatever. I remember he like yes. came forward and, and told their lie. It wasn't and they're a like, balloon. What it, do you mean? It was, What do you mean we didn't say that? Yes. It was that he had flown away on accident, right? Not a UFO. Right. It was that he'd built It was this- like mylar paper. Like, I don't even know how they would accidentally think he might be in there. And people were like following it and trying to catch it because they thought this little boy was stuck inside of it. Yes. But the whole thing was super light. Like, there's no way it could have carried anybody. But they were, like, freaking out. And when all along, they told their son to hide or something. Okay, that was a wackadoo story. I do remember that. So that's just as crazy as this guy who claims that they stole his kidney when he was the one that actually set it all up. Okay, but apparently in India in 1995, they passed a law against organ harvesting. In (laughs) Utah, in Uart... Uttar, sorry, and Pradesh in India, and a string of other states, middlemen continue to bring in poor people in need of money. They give them um, $1,000, which is more than a year's salary for rural Indian um, labor workers. And then those receiving the organs pay six to $10,000 for this. And in 1998, in May, three surgeons and seven others were arrested for tricking indigents out of their kidneys. Hmm. In 2008, okay, hello, this isn't very long ago, 2008, several people arrested in India, Indian city of Gugaran, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> that, G-U-R-G-A-O-N for promising jobs, then duping or forcing them into donating their kidneys. However, police later determined that the primary plaintiff had both of his kidneys. Oh. <laughs> so he, he makes this claim about these people, and it turned out he, he had both of his kidneys. See, like, if I wanted a kidney and I was going to spend money, I'd probably want it from somebody who was taking really good care of themselves. For sure. Not somebody who lives on the street and who could barely eat. For sure. But can't you see that being like a topic of a movie? Yeah, that's really scary. Right? Ugh. Well, I guess there's a market for anything. I guess so. I guess so. Especially when it comes to... You know, I know that you love the beach. Yes. And you know Battery Russell? Yeah, I've heard of that. Out kind of by Astoria Seaside out there? It's the old ship, right? 
It's like the old, um, like for the war, they had the up on the hillside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we we it's, walked through it. It's a big, it's big concrete. Um, it's like forts. It's like they used. To, yeah, it's a fort. Yeah, it's like Fort Stevens. Yes, but it's Battery Russell. There is a soldier that walks around at night with a flashlight. No. Yes, people have seen him, and when they approach him, he disappears. What? Yes. So when we go out there Dude. to find our 30-year-old missing bridesmaid yes, with Adventures with a Purpose, we're going to hit Battery Russell at night. And you can listen to the waves of the crashing you know, ocean. And we're going to find our, our, uh, and our soldier. And then I'm going to pee my pants if we see this. <laughs> God, not me. I'm going to go running after it. <laughs> And then in Astoria, the Flavel House, is that how you say it? F-L-A-V-E-L? Flavel? I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Flavel. Um, it is a mansion turned museum, but it is said to be that the family that used to live there still is still living there. And um, they can be heard talking, mm-hmm. kids laughing, music playing in the other rooms, Um so that's kind of exciting. Have they ever so while done, we're out there, have they ever done one of those, like had those ghost hunters come and stay in the house and see if they can get in? I'm pretty sure both of those locations, because it's in like the top 10 Oregon, like um, ghost Spooky. places, haunted yeah. places. I'm pretty sure that's on the list of um, places that people go to. Um, what's really cool is on Tuesday, we're going to be talking with, um, uh, our girls here in town um, that run their own podcast, but we are going to be talking about the Shanghai tunnels and they're going to be talking about the Piddock mansion and both are supposed to be haunted. Well, I found on Facebook or on Instagram, two girls that are actual, they used to be um, tour guides for the Shanghai tunnels. So I'm going to interview them on Tuesday and get firsthand stories of things oh. that they've experienced. Yay. Have they experienced yes. Um, they have, and they've been on a multiple different shows and done lots of interviews. So I think they're going to be pretty exciting. I think they live in Tigard, so that's even cooler that they're oh here gosh, in town. So awesome. it'll be fun to get. So there was a witch in Lafayette, Oregon. Did you really? see that? That yeah. yeah, she said it was in the 1800s. She was basically hung for being a a, a, a witch. And um, so she put a curse on the town saying that it was going to burn down three times down to the ground. And so far it has burned down twice. (gasps) Yes. And it's said to be that the town, you know, it has burned down twice, but she is still roaming the cemetery from where she is buried or where it was hung or whatever. Um, I kind of feel like it's South. It is. Um, for sure. I'm guessing around Salem and yeah, area. I don't know exactly. Salem? Isn't there, wasn't there a diners, yeah. drive-ins and dives there? I have no idea. All I, I know is it, when I think of that name, I think of that smelly paper plant. Oh. Remember we yeah. drive down there and you would, that was that terrible smell. Yeah. is I thought that was and Albany. It, yeah. I kind of feel like it's around that area. Okay. Okay. Could be. But I could be wrong. Anyway, some some witch put a curse on that town. Um, Did she also smell? It say it was gonna smell. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe that's why it smells. I don't know. 
I think it's done smelling. I, 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 smelling through there. Yeah, I think that the whole thing is shut down now, I think. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, what else do you have? You have anything good for me? No, that's it. Oh gosh, have you heard of the leaping a lawyer? <gasps> yes. Did you read that? Oh my gosh, yes. Tell that one. Tell that one. Yeah. So that was from in July 9th, 1993. There was a lawyer. His name was Gary Hoy. H O Y. Is that Hoy? Um, he was a senior partner in a law firm and he liked to show people that he was like, their building was super strong and, um, that basically he would run and throw himself against his window of his office to show that it won't break. Like he's and how many floors up? He's 24, yeah. 24 floors up. And he had been doing this forever. Like it sounded like something he did a lot. Yeah. And so he would always show off and he would full on run and hit his window in his office. Well, it just so happens in front of a bunch of law students on July 9th, 1993, the window finally broke and he fell to his death. Yeah. So he's nicknamed the leaping lawyer, which is super sad. But then I'm thinking that had to have hurt even when the window didn't break. Right. Yes. Yeah. To throw yourself up against the wall, that yeah. probably doesn't feel good. I'm imagining like you've got like face oils like all over the window from when hitting it. Like, well, um, what part do you do you let hit? Because if you do your arm, like that's really hard. That really hurts. I'm imagining like he's running and he's jumping like up in a ball on, on his side and hitting it. Oh, but then like, I don't know how he's actually doing it. I don't but, um, but they said he went full out. The only reason I didn't yeah. know that one is because I was like, I've never heard of this urban myth. Yeah. But I hadn't either, but I thought that was really crazy. Yeah, like really crazy. Who would do that anyway? First of all, let's just think like a lawyer. Are they really going to run full bore and hit a window to well, show that it doesn't break? Stupid. Because by the way, you aren't you getting a headache every single time you do that and if you're doing the same window like hello like what kind of trick is that like i would have been like okay that was really weird why did that guy just do that right? okay and then did you <laughs> like, read what they said about him at the end no tell me <laughs> well I'm, I'm probably misquoting this but um they said that the the other partners they put out a statement and they were like he was a very smart you know, wonderful man. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, he is not that smart. Yeah, I read that he they did say some funny quote about that. Like, um, I can't remember exactly what it said, but something along those lines yeah. were like, he was one of the smartest, brightest people yeah. here. And you're like, really? Yes. Because let's just say you, hey, um, come into my office. I'd like to show you a couple of things. And then he full on runs and tries to hit the window. I'd be like, this guy is nuts. Well, and they said he was a senior partner, right? Right. So he's not a Who does guy. that? He's not a young guy. I mean, I don't know how old you have to be to be a senior partner. I'm sure there's younger, like maybe 40, right? But it's not like he was in his 20s and like fit, you know, like really muscular, can run into a brick wall like a football player or something. I would think he's at least in his 40s and your body starts to get a little, you know. I'm just saying, Melissa, if you got some fancy office with what you do, and I went up there and I was like, first of all, I'm taking the stairs because I'm not going to get decapitated on the yeah, exactly. on the elevator. Me too. I'm going to huff and puff up the 24th floors. And then if I walked into your office and you're like, let me show you something, and you started running for the window, I would think you were insane. Seriously. I don't know if I would want to do business with you. No. <laughs> I'm like, this woman might know how to decorate, but she is nuts. I'm out of here. 
do you remember last week and we did um, the stories of, or you did the stories of strange laws yeah, that are still in the books? So yeah. remember the dildo one? That it, <laughs> yes. That it was illegal to have more than six dildos? Yeah. So I'm with my girlfriend today. And I said you were arrested. My social, my, I was social distancing, having a beer with my girlfriend today. And <laughs> she goes, I instantly went, wait. One, two, three, four. I have four. <gasps> I Dirty laughed. bird. I laughed so hard. I'm like, you need four dildos? Really? Good. One or two wasn't enough? You need four? Yeah, why? Yeah. Well, she better not go to Arizona with two more. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who this girl is. <laughs> it was a girl, right? It was a girl. Okay. That was a girl. You can meet her. That's really funny. Yeah. Wasn't that funny? I will never look at her the same. All your friends. I'll be like, I bet it's her. I bet it's her. She looks like one of those. I bet she's the one with four. (laughs) I'm just going to ask Alice. She'll tell me. (laughs) Well, you know what? We're going to have to have her on the air. Okay. So describe to us why you need four, like different sizes, colors, widths, like they do different things. Do they have different names? Yeah, I want to hear their names. Yeah. Who do you like the most? Do What's your boyfriend's them? name? Do they have different battery powers? Like, you know, remotes, no remotes? Like, what's the deal? Oh, my God. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, let's tell our um, callers, or I'm sorry, our listeners, how they can get a hold of Alice Moon if they would like to get a little health checkup. Everybody needs. Do you remember? I think so. I think it sounds really scary, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-mm. I think it's a good thing to know. She doesn't. She obviously she's not. She doesn't really know you, so it is just what she picks up, and then she can email you back. She can have a phone call with you, whatever you prefer. Well, and that's the thing. She really prefers to do email because she takes her time. Like she wants a little. She does. And so she says sometimes things come to her even later. So she, if something else pops up, she can email you back a little bit more if things come up throughout the day. And so the other weird thing, when I told her that I sent her my friend, (laughs) my client, Karen, um, I sent her, I said, my client, Karen might be getting a hold of you. She's been having some back issues. She's like, oh my gosh, my back has been bothering me. And she goes, I thought it was you, but it's your client. Which is really funny because she got the headache through me thinking it was me, but it was you. Oh my gosh. So she already felt Karen before it happened. Was she because Because she knows when we talk about her. Oh, that's right. When we think about her, she knows it. So I think she's already tapped in. Right? That's so crazy. We should send her positive thoughts right now. Well, I never think anything negative or she's amazing. I know, but we can't she's, like, we can't send our sore muscles or our ailment. No, we have to send our like, oh, I feel really relaxed and good right now. Yeah. You feel that like, oh, my neck feels good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And because she can feel it. those things. Like <laughs> she's empathic like your son. Yes. Yeah. He had those talents. Well, maybe he does more than he thinks he does. Yeah. Well, so how do like, you, you know, you, you walk in the room and you can feel the energy in a room and you would know. For sure. Yeah. 
So how do, it's just you, being how do you get a hold of her? How do people get a hold of her? Oh, you want to email her. It's psychicmedicine at gmail.com. Her name is Alice Moon. Please tell her that we sent you. Yes. The Salon Sleuth sent you. That's right. The SS She needs to know. Girl. Yes. Say her, your friends from the Salon Sleuth are, care about you so much that we want you to get a hold of her. Yeah. It's time. Okay. Especially it's if you've had no luck at doctors. I know I, oh my gosh, I've had a couple things and you go round and round and round and round and you're like, oh, I just need some help. So it's worth a shot. It is. And when I went through hypnotherapy class, like they would say like when everything else fails, try this. So if nothing like, you know, the doctors are listening, but they don't seem to be matching it up exactly. Just give her a try. I'm sure she can help you. Right. Yeah, I agree. Or just give you a different perspective of what it could be going on. Hey, Melissa, what kind of bras do you wear? Oh my gosh, I wear handful bras. Tell me why you love them so much. You talk about them all the time. And I just want to understand what is so great about them. Well, I love them because they're comfortable. They are not constricting, so I can still like breathe and move around. And I like to do yoga too, and I like to stretch. And I do not like a bra that is just like sucking me in so that I'm so flat and can't breathe. I love the patterns. I love the different styles. Right now, they have this really cute like teal color, and they've done a couple patterns in it too. And they have this wavy one, which I can't even remember the name because they have absolutely adorable names for these things, but they have the adjustable bra, which is their classic. They have the closer bra, which is great for people like you that have a little more than a handful. It's got the two little hooks and then it zips up. And my favorite, um, pattern right now is the ripple effect is what it's called. And then I love the double down, which is a really cute new style that they have. And I love their leggings because I think they made them for me because they're so long and they have a cute camo legging that I wear all the time. I have those too. Brandy gave me a pair. Oh my gosh. I love I them. Have to say, I have a, like a bunch of handful bras. I could not find them. And I found them in my daughter's room. She wears them all the time and they are so cute. She almost could wear them as swimming suit. In fact, I think she does. Like she'll sunbathe yep. in them because they are so cute. And I love when she wears like her tank tops, but you can see the bra strap kind of through it because they have their really cool crisscross and different designs. You can adjust them however you want. And uh, I just think they're very flattering. Yeah. And you got your first one. How, how's your first one? I love it. No, I, I had them in the past. And then, you know, for me, I needed a little bit more. And then they came out with this new one with the extra zip in it. And it really makes a big difference. And I love that it, it actually gives you two, not just one. And that's always been a problem in the past. You just get this like one mono boob. I actually still have two when I wear this new design that you had given me. So thank you, Melissa. You're so welcome. Well, we do still have a handful code as I recall. We still do? I think so. If not, we'll get That's it like updated. 20% off. Why aren't people buying these off the shelf? I don't know. I don't know. They should be. What is that code? Melissa, that, tell me. That code is Salon Sleuths. Gosh, you're putting me on the spot now, Leslie. I I it's just Salon Sleuths. If you yeah. go to the coupon code, it's just Salon Sleuths. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but you have to spell Sleuths right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm part of this podcast and I spelled it wrong when I made your first tank top. It did not, I was thought that was so stupid of me, but 
How do you spell it, Melissa? You spell it S-A-L-O-N-S-L-E-U-T-H-S. Go to handful.com, check them out. You'll be a fan for life. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.